today because I tell you why after 10 harrowing days and two kilo body loss I've managed to shake off that nasty ass cold that is ravaging this the country it's not the flu it's this cold that can put a girl on her ass for quite some time I'm back uh, you're joined by your host Mrs Woog and my friend Mrs Berry hello Mrs Berry hello uh, we weren't podcasting last week because uh, I was highly infectious. Yes. And Mrs. Berry enjoys good health. And I love her dearly, but uh, yeah, I was not coming near that shit. You were you were crook as a dog. And you know what? Like, after three days, I was like, this guy just lie in bed. I like, don't feel great. Yeah. But I can lie in bed. Yeah, and you just got an ex- you don't You can watch telly. And, and then no by one... day seven, I was like, yeah, this is the last day I'm doing this. Yeah. And then by day eight, I went um, out walking on the beach as a Clontarf to try and convince myself that I was better. And that put me on my ass for another two days. But now I'm back from out of Walking on the beach at Clontarf. Because it sounds, it it was was a beautiful day and it was just something said like. Were you in white linen? Was there you some sort of, my Was there some and, sort of tonal straw hat on your head? No, but there were plenty of women down there working oh, their cavoodles like that. God. No, I was like just dressed normally. Okay. So like a homeless person. <laughs> um, but it just exhausted me. Yeah, because you'd been really sick. I saw you out there and I just went, oh, she's an idiot. I am an idiot. Yeah. I would have done exactly the same thing. Because my mum, like that, like just, a, no, I've got to be better. I'll get outside, I'll get some fresh air and I'll be, you know, and then you just set yourself back. By... And I know that there's so many of you listening right now who are listening from your couch or your bed with this stuff full of drugs with like heat packs on your lower back. And I have had, we've had no some, math. I have a friend who ended up in hospital this week with a bad back, like, and then I've had another friend, we've had a friend with an incredibly traumatic week. What is... It's just outrageous. And I'm fighting Let's back. Let's shake it off. I'm fighting back. So I've survived the sickness. Yes. It has taken a long time. Um, my youngest son, Jack, is now thriving back. He's the one who gave it to me because he coughed in my mouth. Um, and now he is quite unwell himself. He will be making a appearance today with mm. the beauty spot, but uh, we, Can we, might, like we a, might not be in the room. <laughs> Can we put like a cone of shame on him so that any... You know, vague breath or spray that comes out of his mouth is contained within around his head. And do you know what happened when I um, had my sickness came? I lost my mojo. And I think I got a bit depressed. Yeah. So, because you know that things like, um, if, you're, if you get mastitis, one of, the, one of the key indicators and one of the effects of mastitis is depression. And I remember the number of times that I had it, and and the same thing goes with like a flu or a, or you know a back because it just you can't do, but you can't be you, and so it makes you question your very existence. Well, I just couldn't find. I any... think that's only for the for those of us who have a little bit of a penchant for uh-huh. um, melancholy and drama, but you know. But I like 
you know, my thing, my joy thing is like writing. Writing brings me such a sense of accomplishment and, and I just lost it. Like I can't write. Everyone makes me irritable. Uh, oh, yeah, you know. So I don't know whether what's just, going on. That's just standard procedure for but me. But can I ask you a question? And sure. you two out there listeners, if you lose your mojo, how do you get it back? Uh, I put music on. Music on, headphones really loud and dance. Bop around. Mm-hmm. And it just shifts your mindset, gets yeah. the blood running. And, and 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 stops you from that cycle of oh god what will I say into like just just gets your brain out of it and then you just sit back down and you can go for it because I used to walk around writing blog posts in my head yeah right and I had pages of notes and things I always had something to write about and like now I'm just like I've had to stop watching the, the news and current affairs because it's all so fucking dreadful um, and I'm just finding it hard to find the joy. Do you know, I have not watched an evening, morning, lunchtime news bulletin probably probably for four months. Mm. Why? Because it was it was really triggering me. It was making me really depressed. It was making me really angry and it was making me feel really helpless. Yeah. And I was just like, this is not great. And so I don't watch any morning news television anymore. I really miss the personalities. Like I miss Virginia and I... Um, and Michael from News Breakfast um, on ABC, but I just can't do it. I listen to ABC in the mornings with Wendy and Robbie. Yeah. I think they're hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. How do you get your mojo back? That's one for you guys. We're always giving you advice. Give me some advice. <laughs> How do you get your mojo? How has your week been? Oh, has your fortnight been? I know. It's been a fortnight. Last – so the week before last was – insanity like just work-wise was just mental oh and we had a book launch we launched and Megan we did, Lanford's yeah. book and that was the week that it rained and it was windy and that and was, was my cold. the first day of my sickness fabulous do you remember it was you were you were like you were like I've got a really sore throat yeah that was the first day of my sickness Ugh. and that was and remember afterwards we're gonna have pizza and I said I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home yeah we we're gonna go for beers and pizza yeah and um, she piked on us um yeah so that was insane but you know it's one of those things I think there was a time in my life when I would have been that manic at work and it would have been such I would have viewed it all as some sort of personal reflection and and just stress and hating it and instead I was like well well sooner this than the other end of the spectrum like which is what nothing <laughs> like shut up I saw you get bloody sent alcoholic beverages chocolate it's been a good week yeah. in terms of the in, in terms of the the loot that I've got in my job in the last two weeks. For those who don't know, Kim edits a food and beverage industry magazine. Yes, so, so they're all sending her like everything because they want to be featured in the magazine. Can I can I give you some heads up? And she didn't come bearing chocolate today. I know because where are they? They're all hidden around my house. <laughs> so normally I just keep it at work, share it at work, and uh, because you know, like. The rest of us in the office are, are like, oh, fuck chocolate, yes. Like, it's anything to get us through the afternoon. Um, but do you, I took, do you get about three o'clock? Just, like, start eating, like, chocolate? Uh, no. Three o'clock, I, I mean, I would. I, I will if it's there. But otherwise, now I try to, if I hit three o'clock, I might, I might have some dark chocolate, but I won't. 
like I try to I try I have like a, one of those lint blocks you know the dark chocolate oh, yeah. and there's one with grapefruit in it and I'll have oh, two that's health that's and a health I'll have, bar and I'll have two squares of that and a cup of tea that's a health bar do you know when I was working in an office at three o'clock when I was up the duff I would just crawl under my desk and have a little sleep <laughs> nice uh, and so then um, yeah so we got the whole new. Uh, chocolate bar range from well actually no i'm judge i've been asked to judge a whole range of products darling you can't interrupt us because last week when you interrupted us it caused ructions people said that they got annoyed when the kids came in but he's not saying oh hey chunky monkey get down yeah we can't eat on radio either i know but i'm just going to put it here just because some people really like it (laughs) (laughs) what's that um what's that thing called where people eat like there's a whole thing of in the bottom of my cupboard. In your room. Yeah, can you put three in the fridge? Thank you. Um, and so, uh, uh, yes, so I'm judging a whole host of different FMCG products, which is fast-moving consumer goods, for those that don't know. And so I've got the whole new range of Daryl Lee chocolates like that come in chocolate bars. like a, a, No, not bars, a block. Sweet Jesus, they are phenomenal i take umbrage with this whole new creation of different flavors really yeah so what like fla- so what flavors should be there the wagon wheel chocolate block oh that's Ar- that's arnott's yeah this is Daryl Lee. but okay. okay go on that was disappointing was it yeah because that is one of my top 10 things to eat is a wagon wheel but don't you think that wagon wheels today taste different to what they did when yep. we were at school yep everything does yeah I can't eat and it's smaller shapes. than what it was. I can't eat barbecue shapes anymore. Even though they said they went back to the original recipe, it's they not. didn't. <sighs> they say this flavour you can see. You can't. <laughs> I do like the Vegemite shapes, though. I really yeah, like no, those. Yeah, no, they're good. They're good. Um, what about, and anyway, so they're doing a licorice one, a Rocky Road one. Yeah, so, but they're all signature things a, of Daryl Lee. They're doing a fruit and nut that's in a dark chocolate with dried cranberries and apples and almonds. And I have to say, and then they do a peanut brittle one. That's not bad either. Anyway, so yeah, I've got, I've got uh, yeah, this week's loot has been quite significant. It's not always. There'll be weeks that go that I don't get anything. And, you know, those are the weeks that I question my choice. I get sent things like... <laughs> Like a two thousand no two thousand dollar cooking thermo mix rip off wannabe something. Did you? Well, I don't know what to do with it, so I just gave it to Mrs. Goodman. <laughs> Which is very ungrateful of me, but yeah, I like. Hmm. I, I guess in a lot of books, which is great. Well, that's not bad. I know. Anyway, moving along. You know um, that you know that because we had to launch Megan's book. Yeah. That I you know that I read it. Mm. And it's that means I've read two books this year, which is two more books than I have read in any year for the last five years. Oh, that's disgusting. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? And you're a commuter. Yeah. I can't read on the bus. Oh, we know the bus bus yeah. So um someone is I can't remember, I'm sorry, oh, actually I do I will look it up. Is sending me um those the bus sick or the car sick glasses that's been oh, doing the rounds. Yes. <laughs> They're very funny. Are they the ones wait. that have like all the way around glasses? Like yeah. Four yeah, I'm fully gonna wear them. They're gonna be and you're gonna wear Louise in public. Louise Louise is sending them to me and it's just gonna be just Freaking hilarious. I'm going to sit on that bus 
And I don't know if anyone remembers the Seinfeld episode where uh, Kramer opens the cinema and George is having this thing with, you know, trying to be in a relationship and she's telling him that he's like, needs to he's see someone because he's mentally unwell. And, and he, and then Jerry is wearing glasses for some reason and he has these Coke bottle thick glasses on in the car and he just turns and looks out the window and George is going to this woman, you know, there's my friend Jerry, there's my friend Jerry. And Jerry, of course, can't see him. He's just staring at him through these guys. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just wear them on the bus and I'm just going to stare at people going... <laughs> Like, do I know you? Or what are you staring at? Like, it's going to be so much fun. I'm, gonna, I'm just, I can't, like, I actually can't wait. And we were going to do the gold leaf boob enhancing stuff today and I forgot to bring it. Oh, can you tell everyone? Because everyone was looking forward to that. I know. What is the boob gold leaf enhancing Look, stuff? It was something that our beautiful friend Saw Hole found. And she's, she's very good at finding bizarre things. <laughs> she is. She's like a, she's like a hound dog. <laughs> You know, and she'll find it. And she was like, you need to try this out. And I was like, of course I do. Like, as if these boobs don't need enhancing. Jesus. Anyway, so I have them at home and and it's going to be a beautiful visual. It's probably going to be, you know how sometimes on Instagram, the photo's blacked out that says this contains sensitive con- you know, content. You have to, that's what it's going to be. And then there's just going to be the mound of flesh of my breasts with gold leaf on them being enhanced i hope there's a lot of it <laughs> i know right i did get them in the mail i looked and i went oh that's barely of, covering the areola speaking of breast enhancement a good friend of ours has recently undergone um uh breast reduction my god how are they looking amazing and hers was actually medical um not yeah, but not like, you know not like, infu- not Instagram influencer. Oh, God, you know, no. Like, God, no, 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 no. She hasn't got, got a set of bolt-ons. Mind you, at, break, at brunch this morning, the girls were talking about people getting Botox and bolt-ons and everything, and I was like, girls, 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 girls. Their face, they can do with it what they want. Yeah. Who are you to judge? Well, if they're 25, I'm judging. Why? Because they're young. I don't know. Like, they just... You know I blame it. You know how I blame everything on Instagram. Tell me, tell me any decision you made at twenty five that was a good one. How old were you when you got married? Twenty five. <laughs> 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 okay, hear me out. Uh huh. When you are that age. Yep. The majority of us are in that zone of like... It's different now, Kim. Uh, do you reckon? It, it's so different. Everything is so different. But No, but there are some things that are not. There are some things at that age that you don't appreciate about things like, say, in a relationship, and it's the whole thing, I want to be swept up, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want someone who's going to pick me up at the airport, I want... Nah, nah, nah. And it's like, hang on, are you? what's going to happen? Are you going to be there when that when that person develops a chronic disease? Are you going to be there if they have, you know, if you have a death in the family or you lose a child or you can't have children or you, all these things, like they develop a severe mental illness. Like at that age, you don't have the, you don't have the cognitive scale to take in what your life is going to become. So when you are doing things to your body at that age, that will change them forever and make things later in your life potentially difficult or impossible 
I just... Okay, okay. So we're both 45. You're a bit older. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. 46, actually. So a, a pla- uh, the world's best plastic surgeon gives you a blank check. Yeah. Would you tear that check up? No. Okay, what would you do? I would get rid of the guts mm-hmm. and I would hoik up the boobs. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Or maybe the fedubitas. Uh, I don't have fedubitas as much as I used to, thanks to Huffy Puffy. Yeah. Um, and the flu. And <laughs> I would get my boobs done too. Oh my God, I'm really, I don't like You them. know what? Who are you, like at 45, we're not going to be breastfeeding kids. We're not going to be, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just. Mine are just so massive. Oh, same. Mine are so droopy. Yeah. So that's when I look at my friend and think, smart play. Smart play. What was that? Smart play to my friend who's got these lovely normal size boobs hmm. that don't hang around. Yeah, her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but that said, that said, my boobs, my nipples are sexually magic. So I would actually really seriously question doing anything to them to remove that. Like if that if they said to me, okay. We're going to give you a boob job, but you then won't be able to have an orgasm from someone playing with your nipples. Then I would just go, okay, nah. I'll just keep them how they are. Well, that just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Can I ask? Uh, there's a, there was a conversation going on on one of our pages. Yes. Uh, of women our age getting mastitis again. Oh, uh, yeah, my friend. My friend got it. Um, And, like, being able to lactate, even though they haven't breastfed for... Well, what's that about? It's not really lactating. It's just... Can you not eat and chew and talk? It's disgusting. No, I'm going to because they're chicken twisties and it's lunchtime and you can all suck it. Um, It's the pus and stuff that comes out of it oh, from the Christ. block duct. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not actually milk. Right. I'm glad I brought that up. Hugely painful. And it's called... It's just calcification in the ducts and it's quite common. Apparently, she found out when she went and had a breast test and... And, of course, she was so, so stressed because her mum had died of breast cancer. Yeah. All I can say on any of this is, is if anything's that's not normal, just go to the doctor. Oh, Please, my God. just go to the doctor. Just don't think, oh, no, like, this is weird. Oh, it's going to go away. Just go. Just go to the doctor. Just go. They, they can tell you that you've just got a crack nipple because... You're weird. You're weird. No, you're not weird because <laughs> lots of you haven't because you've been talking about it. I want to talk about breaking up. Oh, we've this got is a, a big theme in your house at the moment, isn't it? We've got a, we've got a, um, it's a theme everywhere we're at this age now where our kids are older mm. um, and couples look at each other and go, I don't know <laughs> if I want to spend the rest of my life mm. with you. I know that there's a couple of the school mums and a couple of the, our listeners who are either considering leaving or are in the throes of leaving. Mm. Um and even under my own roof, one of my children was broken up <sighs> via text message yesterday. That is brutal. Can you imagine being in a relationship for like 20 years and being broken up by text? That well, would be next That's only been a couple of months. But um, another friend of ours recently moved in with their partner. And then after a week, oh! Oh! he texted her and said... I don't want to do this, mm. and then ghosted her. Yeah, and this is someone who's our age. Yeah, 
And who's a smart, intelligent, accomplished, beautiful, yeah. amazing person. Yeah. And ghosted her for five days, about five days, and then contacted her and asked her something really bizarre. Oh, would you And then mind? a week later, would you... asked her to be a referee. Referee, I think it's messy, mate. Do you know what? I would have said yes, and then I would have like, and then if anyone rang me, I would have told them. <laughs> I would have told them. He's not very committed, I would have said. But who does that? Talk about dodging a bullet. God. Well, I mean, it, well, it was a body graze bullet, wasn't it? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, well, it's actually probably a bullet that went and in I mean, and went out the other side. And she's like hot and accomplished. Oh my like, God, what she's the hot. hell are the oh, rest of us? I know. I'm just like, fuck. Ah, but she's just. Beautiful and stylish and accomplished and has a like industry like regard and and I'm just going what <laughs> Jesus yeah anyway it's not great did you hear what happened to me oh you would if you listened to the live I went out to brunch this morning with some girlfriends oh Mrs Wood this is sometimes you do this and I I don't know where it comes from because it's uh... not normal but I did have a glass of champagne. And the waiter was really hot. All the waiters were really hot. And he was serving me and I said, you're just very good looking, aren't you? And he just went bright red. And everyone looked at me and went, what the fuck are you talking? What what are you doing? And then I went, well, sometimes it's nice to give someone a compliment, you know. Maybe not in a big group. Maybe you could have said it to him on the way out. Well, I think that's creepier. No. You can, I, I reckon you can say to someone, it's like, I, if I see someone wearing something nice, like on the bus or on the train. He was or, really good looking. I will actually just say to them quietly. Excuse me. I do remember a certain waiter up at Noosa and a certain somebody losing their shit over him. No, I was very... No, that was you and Amanda oh, was were me. far worse. It was you and Amanda. <laughs> I was just sitting there going... Can you two just tone it down? This is borderline like harassment. pervy old lady stuff. It is. It's pervy old lady. It's as bad as pervy old men. So then... No, it's not as bad as pervy old men. Why not? Shut up. I'm not that old. Um, and then all my friends said to me, that's because he looks like your husband. And he did. He looked like Mr. Wig. That's hilarious. So I have a type. Mr. Wig did look quite homeless this morning, though. Yeah. He's got that down pat. He had a polar fleece beanie on. I mean, and he was doing that thing where he was wearing a T-shirt and then like a puffer and vest. Then a puffer vest, like not a... With shorts and a pair of thongs. Yeah. But they were all in tonal. Oh, yeah. He had a, he had actually colour-coordinated his wardrobe. But it was like, dude, if it deserves a beanie and a puffer vest, it put deserves. a long sleeve and a long pant and a shoe on. Maybe a sock. But what did he say to you, Kim? He hasn't gone to the league. He's going to the watch the league and that he was overdressed. <laughs> <laughs> Which was true. <laughs> I said all he needed was a pack of Winnie Blues and a UDL and he was good to go. You're such a snob. I really am. <laughs> so can I tell you some tales of on the bus? Yes. Because I am, you know, I am a very nice, thoughtful human and I can get my snark on and I can be quite mouthy and opinionated, but generally it is all in jest and for humour value and not to be harmful or to hurt people, right? And so we have this thing, like we get the bus, you know, we do a lot of commuting now. You know, the, the commute into the city is is generally about an hour. Oh, God. And, uh, and sometimes when we have... My date, commute is 12 steps. And when we have date night, you know, we're coming home on the bus late. And sometimes we have other nights when we're in, there, in the city late and we come home late. And that bus, I can tell you, humans, 
outside the hours of peak hour in the evening. Is that superior people watching? That bus is like, it's like a cross between Animal Farm and Lord of the Flies. It is just, you are, you are just, you are on your own. So the first, the first fabulous incident was when we were standing in the line to get on the bus and this woman walked up to every single person in the line and stared them really close in the face. I love her. And then just kept walking and I went, and I looked at Rob when she went past us and I went, that's going to be trouble. And he's like, what? No, maybe she just doesn't have her glasses on. She can't see. She's trying to find a friend. And I looked at him and I went, it's going to be trouble. That's going to be me. And then we, we get on, we get, we're about to get on. And suddenly I realized she was pretty much the first person on the bus. So she's just kiboshed the line, got on first, was standing at the bottom, blocking off about the last three rows of seats. And this young girl came on to try and go to back. And she sort of threw her chest out and sort of was, did a like, you know, what do you want? Like, what are you going to try and do? And this guy was like, fuck off, you know, and went and sat down somewhere else. And so I looked at Rob and I went, that's going to be trouble. And then we get on, get upstairs, sit down. And this really tall guy gets on and is upstairs as well, has to lower his head. And he's like talking to himself and just sort of like, nye, nye, nye. and I looked at Rob and I went, that's going to be trouble. And he's just going, he's just going, that's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm going, mm-hmm. and so we get, we get, you know, over the bridge into into Neutral Bay, and which is pretty much about an eighth of the way home, and we can hear trouble downstairs starting. By Mossman, they're singing. See, because I've been watching so much SVU, <laughs> Law and Order, that like, do, 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 do. I'd be like, cover me, Stabler. <laughs> and so by Mossman, they're singing. By Manly Vale, there's yelling. By the mall, I'm like, they're going to call the police. Jesus. We get to DY. We don't even get to DY bus stop. And he pulls up. He just pulls over. There's some cat fight going on downstairs. How would you not be downstairs filming that for a current affair? They would have given you at least $150 for that. <laughs> so then, of course, we're sitting there, right? Because waiting for the cops. And, the, and a lot of people got off, which was like a, a combination of, those who get off at DY just and going, normal okay. people who are and trying normal to, people trying who are just to like avoid let's just get yeah. off this bus and get the next one that comes along right and we're up but because we're upstairs we're like what's going on down there like where are we going to if there's a blade we don't see, want straight, <laughs> if there's a blade straight to someone might <laughs> have a gun I might get shivved anyway there might be a perp so then or a vic old mate upstairs starts talking to his imaginary friend on his imaginary phone. So not only have we got a drunk man, we have someone with mental illness and he starts on the phone, oh, pretend phone to old mate, friend, imaginary, saying, uh, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it, mate. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a drinker, but I had a couple of drinks tonight because it was state of origin night. Um, uh, but I've had a couple of drinks and uh, you so know, I've had a couple of drinks tonight, so I'm pretty drunk and so, I'm going to lose on, it. Press pause. He is talking into an imaginary... Yeah. Phone held up to his ear. Yep. Okay, keep going. And then he decides he's going to start banging on the glass. Oh, for God's sake. Down to where the incident is happening on the footpath now with the cops. Lots of fingering up, lots of FUs, lots of why don't you get a fucking job rather than taking ice. Like just all oh this. God. I mean, it just went on. And then he starts pacing. Because it's that easy if you're an ice addict. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and then he's just like, you know, I've been catching this bus for 39 years and oh my God. So that's the first lovely incident. And then 
there was last night and we had, cause what happens is commuters have respect. Yeah. Computers just go, we're all just trying to get to work. We're just, or home. And we're just, no one talks. We're not talking on the phone. We're not talking loudly. If we are on the phone, we're, you know, we're just minding our business and just eyes straight ahead. And then there are the freaks who do things like apply their whole makeup or take on a bowl of cereal or porridge. Um, I know friends here and in the US who have seen people cut their toenails. That's disgusting. Uh, and so last night we were on this bus. But when you're out of hours, people just loud talk on their phone. There's groups of friends. There's lots of people who are drunk. So last night we're kind of just surrounded, right? There's a loud talker behind us. There's a loud talker in front of us. Then there's a guy in the seat across the aisle from us who's a very large man, then leaning over. You should to, start a blog. Then le- <laughs> leaning over to talk to the people in the seat in front of us. So Rob feels completely like lean. So Rob actually is now starting to lose it. So he's gotten so, rid of his sunny disposition after how long living with you. So I, of course, then, and I, and I didn't quite realise how much he's losing it. So I'm doing things like offering to suck his cock and would that make oh. things better. And he's just Jesus. like looking at me. And then eventually I did actually have to go, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for um, diminishing the you know, your stress and, and, and belittling your stress by offering to, you know, perform perform oral sex in a public and he's just going, No, this is I'm you know, I'm not handling it well and anyway. But this this is a very long convoluted story to get to what a snob I am because these group get on at DY who are quite pissy and they're like which we've all been there. And uh, and Rob says something about them, and I just go, "Oh shit!" And I just and I just went, "Cheap shoes." <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean by that? And he just looked at me and he goes, "You are truly a monster." And I went, "Correct." Cheap shoes. What what did what did you do just before we started this podcast? Buy cheap shoes. <laughs> So we can say that about you now. Yeah. Not as cheap as mine, though. No, well, yours were free. Oh, I've got these cool pair of trainers. I they're, don't know. They're not trainers. Whatever. They're not trainers. They're, they're hipster sneakers. Hipster sneakers from Country Ride. So there's a big sale on, um, and I'll put a link up, actually, in the podcast. It would be good to see a lot of flushes getting around in these shoes because they are super comfy. Um, so Country Ride. They were 150 debt reduced to 80 Then they had another 20% off. And then I had a $50 thank you for being such a sucker voucher. <laughs> and it turns out they were free. And then they turned up. And I said to Mr. Woog, who, ha- who lives by the motto, cheap is good and free is better. Um, isn't that nice? That's, that's, that's awesome. Cheap is good and free is better. That could be the name of this title, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, God, I'll yes. write that down. Cheap is good and free is better. And uh, when they arrived, he goes, oh, what a day. And he always just wants to know how much things cost. But he doesn't want to ask out loud because then I'd say that he should be going and living in um, Gilead. And I really resent, there's this thing that I think Mamma Mia were talking about, um, how you sneak in your purchases. I think that's Oh, that's terrible. If you are sneaking in your, if you are sneaking things into your house, there is. And there's a whole, there was a whole discussion somewhere about you have to pay in cash and 
you know, so they can't see what you're spending. I think that's just fucking awful. What is it? Is it 1950? Like, well, what the anyway, fuck is going on? So I got my shoes and I showed him, and he gets that nice, and I could, I could tell because they look expensive. They don't look cheap shoes. No. And um, and I could tell, and then I showed him the invoice, which showed the breakdown of how they managed to be free, and he was so happy. I don't know. You should have seen him. He was like a kid in a candy shop when he was telling me. Like, eyes wide, big excited mouth, lots of gesticulations. So Kim got them in the black. I have them in the green. They're also available in pink and cream. And they are so comfortable. I love them. They're on sale. Yeah, can you not buy them in the pink? Because they look like like penises. Shut up. (laughs) They do. They're terrible in the pink. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of lovely Mossman housewives who would look lovely in those. Actually, yes. So, you know, not everyone's a fucking oompa loompa like you and me. <laughs> Where we've got to, you know, just wear loud and bri- bright and brassy to, you know, has cover anyone, the guts. Has anyone said anything offensive to you lately? I've had a lot of, you, you look tired. Oh. Uh, so because I fucking am tired because I'm dying. Yeah. No, actually. That's a pity. No, but my my self my self talk has been pretty bad. Bad guys, I've got to tell you, she was sending me photos of herself that someone else took at a function, and she's saying to herself, "Oh my god, am I really this huge?" (sighs) And I said, "If I was at that party and I looked around, you would be the first person I'd want to speak speak to." Yeah, that meant a lot, actually. Yeah. That made the me, that shifted you, me out of the, the way you were talking to yourself. It's not great. It's not good. It's not great, is it? Because, yeah, it was just, I was actually surprised because that's not you. You must have been having a day. No, my self-loathing is quite significant. Quite high. Always. I think that's such a shame. Yeah. Um, because you've of... got so many qualities that far outweigh the things that you are down on yourself. I know. Like, you're a snob. <laughs> I'm really judgmental. You're judgmental. <laughs> All of those things that make a person interesting. <laughs> I do make a very good g and you, you make good baked goods. <gasps> My baking is next level. Yeah. And you're a good friend. I made this curry earlier this week that a lot of people followed on Insta. And I did actually post the recipe and it was, you know, when you just make something. And look, it, it used a curry paste and coconut milk. It was not, like, really all I did was add beef and onions. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, it's good. But you know, I hate when, fucking making curry paste. You know, then, you know when, like, people she, made she it? She says that she's never really thinking about never made a curry paste. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, you know, and then one of the girls, one of our, one of our, fellow, one of our fellow flushes made it. And she was like, oh, oh, my God. And that, oh. We love feedback. It brings me so much Except joy. we got some nasty feedback recently that Kim talks over the top of me. I know. I talk over the top of words. And then I use the R word, which is horrifying. So I'm just going to actually go on this episode, because it happened in last episode, and apologize <laughs> to the core of my being. And the thing is, is I have such... I remember you I can't even remember. And I have such an allergy to that word. And it even came out, like, I said it and then didn't know, like, didn't even remember, didn't even realise, which is terrible. And then 
Jasper was doing something that week and it was doing something with sponge. It had SpongeBob in it and used the R word. And I said to him, you know that that word is completely unconscionable. It's like, like it, using the F word. We cannot use it. Like we just, yeah. it cannot be used. This retard. Is, and this I is why. Say, it's retard and faggot are just yeah. reprehensibly yeah. offensive. And, and I explained to him why and the connotations and the history that come with that word and that that word could be used on Oscar and it and you know it when he when Oscar was little 20 years ago it was and it was just you know and and so the, the fact that then I used it mm. but the flip side of that is if everyone I'm not sure if everyone follows the um the person on Insta and on Twitter who she fixes the headlines oh I can't fabulous think, yep, yep, yep. um I can't think of what her actual name is but she just puts up headlines from and then the media red and then puts through. red lines through it rewrites it for what it actually is and then puts underneath fixed it yeah it's unbelievable and i had one up i reposted one of them and there was a really interesting discussion about it and and then someone piped in and said it's the use of the word hit in that headline that's my problem because it's inferring that he was hurt like he was hit and i and so many of us went oh my god i didn't even see that word like and and this was the same thing. Like I used it, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So but you yeah. know that thing that you have to take away from that is Kim, you're human. I'm human. Yep. Everyone's human, and we all fuck up. Yep. We all make mistakes. Yep. And we're gonna take a quick break. Even that person on the bus wearing cheap shoes. Wearing cheap shoes. That's a bad shoe choice. But <laughs> you know. But I don't know anything about their life, Absolutely. and they may love those shoes, and that may actually be that might have actually been a a, a financial expense for them. So I do appreciate that I do have these moments when I behave like that. That's appalling. We're all human. But I would also like to say that there have been extended periods of my life where even buying shoes was not even a possibility. Mm. And putting petrol in the car, I would not go somewhere because I couldn't afford petrol. So yeah. We don't know what's Put going on. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yep. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay. We'll be back after the break. We're going to be talking about Bob's Hawks Memorial, standing up for yourself, the MBM, becoming that person. Uh, and we've got Jack's Beauty Spots and your questions. So we'll see you. Ooh, that's an action-packed half. I know. We're going to be quick after the break. Okay. Oh, and we're back. Welcome back to the Hot Flush. Uh, we're doing something very special at the moment, aren't we're we, We're doing Mrs. something Luke? quite different for the Hot Flush. Uh, we're going to be recording this on the on the podcast, but you can actually go to the Facebook page and watch this demonstration because my son Jack, who hosts The Beauty Spot, and I have a different opinion when it comes to a lady's eyebrows. And as you get older, ladies, you might find that your eyebrows go a bit sparse. So we are doing the Battle of the Brows mm. using two different products. Oh. One, one's which I prefer and one which Jack, who is far more superior in makeup than he knows. Uh, Jack, would you like to go first? <laughs> right. Um, Do you want to come on camera, love? Uh, yeah. Um, no. no. Oh, it's not very well. well. It's, it's not breathing well. all over me. <laughs> um, explain your product. No, no, you explain your product first. Um, so this... I'm using the Anastasia Dip Brow Gel in shade... Dip Brow Gel? In shade Blonde. Oh. Um, I have very dark brows, apart from the white hairs in my brows. I know, but like, it's still a good colour. It's like a... Look, it's like an eyebrow... Where am I going? It's a gel, but it sets kind of like a powder. Okay, keep moving. Let's go. No, no, we do it at the same time. Oh, okay. And oh. I'm using what I... Fine to be a very good it's called do i do that jackie yeah. 
<laughs> Why do you do that? So that it's in focus. Okay. I'll just keep eating. The Maybelline Tattoo Brow. It's called Brown Pomade, Dark Brown. It comes with a brush like this, which those listening is a slanted... <laughs> Slanted brush on one side and a spoolie on the other, and we're going to take a what spoolie? Is that what that's called? Yes. Yeah. This is a so, this is a spoolie. It that's called a spoolie. So what I do? Don't say we don't teach you shit, people. Is I get the pomade yes. on here, dig in there, yeah, and I'm going to start work on this one. <laughs> it's like getting a pedicure and a manicure all at once. Uh, and um, just some info about the Anastasia brow gel. Um, it is 32 shades at Sephora, and it's got a good shade range. And well, if it has 32 shades, um, no, 32 dollars. I mean, oh, 32 dollars. Did I say that? I don't know. I don't know. My eyebrows actually need a good pluck. If anyone wants to um, get in there as well, sure. Jack will do that for you. Okay. So, because this, this is, is riveting, riveting stuff for people to be listening to, but I'm almost done. Yeah, if it takes if it takes more than like I don't know three seconds to do your eyebrows, is that it? Am I done? No way. Oh no way! Dag takes forever. Wow. So my pomade has gone on. It's a creamy formulation. I got it from Priceline, and I don't know how much it is, but that's taken me about ten seconds. Jack is a bit ageist about that product because he says as you get older, you just need to be able to um, swoop across in one thing. But I think I've proven you wrong today because I was done. We're going to get uh, Kim to decide which is their superior product. So it's obviously the wrong shade, but um, you can see that it's set the gel, um, set the hairs in place. I actually think, I think your shade is better. Whose? Right. Yes. Yours is a bit dark, and plus you were pretty... Yeah, well, I'm not good at it. You're pretty dodgy at the application, I'm saying I'm good at it. Okay, we've only got five more seconds. I'm going for the Anastasia. Ooh. It's a big call. The battle of the brows have been won by the teenage boy. So if you've been watching 32 this, bucks at Sephora. And mine was about $16. And I disagree. I think mine's better. Yours is a lot darker. Like, mm, interesting. Bold. Now I look like um, Marx. Who's that guy? Groucho Marx. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop the recording now. Um, thank you, Jack, for the Jack's beauty spot. Uh, he's not appearing on camera today because he's not very well and he's got his first pimple and I've grown a matching one. All right. That was that. Okay, moving on. Okay. One of our readers put a conundrum this week. Um, she was at lunch with... Three friends mm. at a table that had, like, one chair on each of the sides. Yeah. And a, and a fifth friend turned up and sort of pushed away in the corner. Yeah. Which is always a bit of a dud seat. Yeah. Our friend went to the bathroom, and when she came back, the late arrival had moved herself into our friend's seat. Yeah. Our friend, who we don't know, who's, like, a listener. But she's a flusher. She's a friend. She's a flusher. Was a bit put out by that. Yep. Um, a bit upset. Didn't say anything, but wanted to know should she have. Okay. Well, she did actually. She's asked for her seat back, and the woman said no. I didn't read that part. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. No. Oh, okay. Ah. 
I think she was hoping she'd take the hint. But she did get an apology later saying, I realise you might have been upset that I've taken your seat. Mm. Which is a little bit like apologising to someone after you've stabbed them in the head. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I ran you over. Did that hurt? (laughs) If that had been you, what would you have done? And she didn't know this woman. Um, I would have actually have said something. What would you have said? I would have said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm back. Can you just move out of my seat, please? And if she'd said no, then I don't know what I would have done then. Um, but we, there was a lot of, there was a lot of feedback about what people should do. A lot of it was terribly passive aggressive. And can I just say to all of you, don't do that shit. Don't be passive aggressive. Stand up for yourself. And it's not about being unreasonable or overreacting. It's about saying your actions are making me feel like this. Yeah. And what you have done in this situation is making me feel awkward, that I don't matter, mm-hmm. and and also it's really rude. I think what I would have done if it had bothered me, I'm a, I'm a pacifist, I probably would have sat there, but like if it really bothered me and it was going to affect the rest of my experience, I would have probably just stood behind her for a while and then tapped her on the shoulder mm. and said, I'm back. Yeah. Any reasonable person, it's not in an aggressive way, not in any other way, but just to sort of let them know I'm back. And so, then she can then say, well, you can sit down there, and then I can say, no. No, that was my seat. That was That's my seat. where I want to sit yeah. because that was my seat. Yeah. Um, so we were at the few the other night, which is, you know, Rob and my living room Second away from home. home, and which is a – craft beer bar in Sydney on Oxford Street. It's awesome. If you are a Sydney sided and you like beer, you must go there. They also have an excellent range of wines and they do a mean Negroni. Anyway, one of the one of the new women What's a Negroni? One, uh it has um gin, a bitter orange liqueur Ugh, no. and vermouth. So good. It's sort of yeah it's good. Yeah, no. It's a bit like cough medicine. Yeah. Um and anyway, one of the new, there's a new staffy, and she's really lovely and she knows her stuff about beer. And she said to us, or she said to Rob, I can get real, I'm really opinionated about it. Like I'm really, I know what I like. I know what's good. I know what's bad. And I have to really rein it in because men don't like that because the predominant, ca- predominant um, customer. customer is it. And Rob just looked at her and goes, What? You're really good at what you do. You really know your subject matter. Own it. Stand there and own it. If they don't like it, they're not they're not your customer. Like and it's and it just when this happened, it really reminded me of that that we constantly do this to ourselves. We constantly have situations that make us feel like shit or make us alter our behavior because we don't want to make a fuss, we don't want to upset anyone, we don't want to do anything that puts anyone out. When really, we should stand there and go, I'm worth more than that. Mm. I've got a couple of friends who are bloody card-carrying members of the I Don't Take Shit From No One Club. Mm. And people see them as intimidating. Yep. But they actually are really happy because they... Exactly. (laughs) And so long as they're not doing it in a way that is hurtful. No. 
or you know but they just will not put up with shit they call people out on things yeah. i'm thinking of my friend nearly right she does not you know and you can actually see people shake and people are frightened of her but she's actually just a person who knows what she wants she's very kind-hearted she she bought me stew last week yeah um but she also does not put up with shit no and i just think by letting this woman think that she can just move seats when you are you're not this wasn't at a a, a you know a party at a friend's house when everyone's moving around talking to different yeah. people you've been sitting on the lounge you've gone to the toilet someone else is st- that, that's a completely different scenario yeah. this is at a restaurant you have ordered food you have a drink in front of you you have your plate and your cutlery or your, that you've used. you know that, and it's just like it's just not on and the message that sends to me about that woman who did that A, she's really insecure in that she was uncomfortable sitting at the end of the table. And B, she's a dick. (laughs) Well, she just thinks that her presence is more important than Yeah. And how long and how many years do you reckon she's got away with that? And I, I, I want our flusher to be the person that actually goes... You know, you know that you upset me because otherwise was, you wouldn't. There was after Because I left early and you know that this, you know. Upset me. So, ladies. it's it, you, it turns into a big deal if you make it a big deal. Yeah. And if you just sort of come back from the toilets gone, I'm back, you know, shove over. That's all you needed to do. Yep. Uh, okay. oh, do we really need to talk about Voltorps Memorial? No. Can you just do it quickly if you want to say anything? Uh, no, I didn't even see it because I was at work, but I saw last night on Twitter the very ending when they when they the orchestra and the um, a remarkably talented um, Indigenous man who was playing the didgeridoo um, were doing um, I Come From a Land Down Under. Yep. And then they would scan out to outside where there were all the crowds on the steps and everyone stood up. Oh, you know that and stuff just makes me Oh, my me God, angry. I was like crying. Everything um, makes me cry. Can I just have a quick shout-out to Nike this week? Oh, you're wearing their you're wearing their fat exerciser clothes. Yeah, so Nike um, has finally know, made... Do you, no, I no, no, they've always made plus-size clothing, but oh, they right? put a plus-size mannequin in their flagship store in London. Oh. Which led to some ra- woman writing about how irresponsible... They are to be promoting being larger size because that person's going to get diabetes and have to have their hips replaced. So I've written something on Facebook which went kind of viral this week and I said, so Nike start to roll out plus size mannequins in their stores and half the world flap their hands and you will all get diabetes and the taxpayers cost a billion dollars and you are not worthy. And the rest of us who are size 16 above thinks, thank you for some decent workout gear and for being inclusive. I might go for a walk. Exactly. How are people who are at risk of diabetes not going to get diabetes? By doing exercise. <laughs> and what makes you do, feel good when you're doing exercise? Nice workout gear. Nice workout gear. Not having to wear some cheap-ass, terrible clothing from, you know, some major shop that has, you know, shopping carts Or baggy tracksuit pants with size 20 men's T-shirts. Oh, haven't we all been there? We've all been there. And it makes you feel shit. And when you're feeling good, no matter what your size, if you're feeling like you're wearing something that fits you, that's flattering, that you feel good in. Yeah, I wonder if, when Lululemon's going to do their range. Or Lorna Jane. They don't want fatty bombas in their shops. They don't want us. No, no they don't want us. Um, 
They've made that perfectly clear. Can, can I just say, last night, um, there is a, there's a performance space in Sydney called Giant Dwarf, and it was set up by the guys. Should who... we have our 100,000th download party there? Oh, my God. Guys, we're almost, well. We're at 91,500 listens. Listens. So, for 100,000. Oh, so we want ideas. Ideas for what we should do for 100,000 uh, 100, listeners. Because that's pretty massive. Oh, so the fact I talk shit and I eat twisties like on the thing, and, and everyone else goes, "I hate it when you eat on the thing," and I, I hate it. it when your kids interrupt you. Mm. I hate it when Kim talks over the top of you. Oh my god, we've done all of those things today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's that? Oh, so those in Australia who know of the Chaser guys, um, a group of. Comedic journalists, actors, funny guys. They took over this space. Um, and you've got a tiny little nose, don't you? I do. I have a cute little button. I have a cute, cute little, little button nose. nose. I'm just at it now. I know. I've got a cute little button oh, nose. You? I've always had a cute little button nose. I've got a hook nose. Oh, not oh, very, a very minor hook. It's my dad's nose. Is it? Yeah. Very minor. Anyway, keep going. Um, so they had their fifth year birthday night last night performance and uh nick mitchin came in and performed oh my god and performed two songs did two songs and i cried oh what songs did he do he doesn't do cardinal pearl anymore no um oh look i know them but i can't remember what their names were because i just sat there and cried because ever since i've known about him i've wanted to see him live and this was the first time i've ever seen him live and i want to marry him he was everything and more Everything and more. So part of last night, I don't think we'd get on in real life though. Really? No. So part of the thing last night was also fundraising for the the space, and um, and he was just so funny. He was talking about, yeah, I don't know what you do to like you know fund a theatre space. I don't know. Maybe get better acts. Like it was just (laughs) so good. It was so good. It was hilarious. And there were some improv girls, um, Susie, Yusuf, and. Dimity, can't remember her surname. They were hilarious. Like, it was just great. But get this, once Tim Minchin, Tim Minchin was on at the end of the first uh, before interval or intermission and half time, whatever they call it in theatre. And uh, we just left. <laughs> and I'd really wanted to see Anne Edmonds, who was going to be on in the next half. But I was, we, we're terrible like that. We just both go, I'm done now. Yeah, Let's go. Absolutely. Um, now, tomorrow I'm very excited. Tomorrow will be Sunday. Hopefully you'll be listening to this by now. But I'm sadly going to be missing out on the state final of the Happy Flappy Sports Dance Aerobics Championships. Yeah. Because, but you know if he goes through, he's going to Gold Coast and we're both going. He said everyone's going. Jesus. Um, because I'm going to the Opera House. Oh. I'm going to have a champagne. Fancy like. A champagne at the opera bar, yeah, and a, so probably some hot chips. Let's be honest, mm. with Nerily, and then we're going to see Megan Mullally. That's going to be so good. Now, if you don't know who Megan Mullally is, think about Will and Grace. She's the best. She's hilarious. She's tiny, apparently, um, and she's quite the stoner. Did you know that? I did, but I only know that because I saw a recent interview with her. I can't even remember what show it was on, and it was awesome. And it was because she's married to 
uh, I, I can't remember his name. Is his surname Heffernan or Hoffman? Yeah, he's from, been in town for a while. From, um, from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine being at dinner with those two? Oh, I mean, the best. I would just sit there with my mouth open, like, going, who's going to say next? Who's going to talk next? <laughs> what are you going to say? Let me write it but down. But also look at them. Like, he's this big bear and she's this tiny pocket rocket. And you just go, what is happening? Like, how did this, how did this, how did this happen? And now that we're speaking about Hollywood people, may I just shout out to Amy Schumer. Congratulations on the birth of your son. She have a baby. Yes. And congratulations, more importantly, on your Instagram account. Oh, really? Because I don't follow her. Your Instagram account is like the best thing since she's had this baby. She is there on the couch with her guts out wearing maternity undies. And oh, it's just glorious. In an age where people bounce back from having a baby 10 minutes after they leave the, you know, surgery, she is wearing tracksuit pants. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> Giving people the finger over her caesarean scar. Oh, it's just glorious. So Amy... She says, I'm really sorry if I offended anyone with my hospital underwear, except I'm just kidding. <laughs> Isn't it fabulous? Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Look at that little moppet. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look. Oh, my God. A celebrity who actually puts up pictures of herself as a normal human. Sweaty, red-faced, baby oh. hair not done. Isn't that wonderful? Go and follow Omi Schumer if you, if you want to. I'm not going to tell you. What oh, my do. God. She's got, like, she's got a <laughs> shirt. <laughs> she's pumping. She's made, she's cut holes in a boob tube shirt. How good is that? How good is that? Can I tell you about our experience with uh, the NBN? Just quickly, because then we have to move on to the reader's questions. So I want to know how everyone else is going in Australia with the transfer over to the NBN. Because ours is not going. Well, I live in Linfield. So, of course, we were one of the first to get it, weren't we? (laughs) Because we're liberal lovers. And right. I want to reward those who are liberal lovers. Liberal lovers. Liberal yeah. Well, I suppose you can thank Mr. Wig for that. <gasps> uh, How dare you! <laughs> My blogging career pays for this pile of bricks. <laughs> I.e. shithole. <laughs> oh, it is so not a shithole. I love this house. Like, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Right now. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, now that Rob has moved into mine and it. I actually have a bedroom that's like an oasis. Yeah, like, and you live like a block from the beach. Let's just you can't come. go to the beach. Well, then you're an idiot. Oh, so much sand. The sand. I'm waiting for you to finish your boring story. Oh, the boring story. <laughs> so that was harsh. We uh, we built this. We, we didn't build the house. The house was built like 20 years ago, and Mum bought it new. Like no one had lived in it, and uh, it's just a, a number and a street address. It's not. There's not units, it's not an A, it's not a B, it's just the number. But the NBN decided when it was going in in our street that there were two units in our house. And so when we go to Optus and say, hello, we'd like NBN, they go, we can't give you NBN because NBN is only going to unit one, two or two of that house number or then 81A, which is our next door neighbours. And we're just like, no. We're just the house. And they're like, well, no. And, you know, we our business with you goes to just the number, goes to 81. And so uh, that's the only one we can do. So we can't do it. Uh, uh, so then we go to different service providers. We, go, uh, we have to dig a trench. 
There has to be a ditch. There has to be. It's going to cost us probably. It's end. It's going to end up costing us probably about eight hundred dollars to put the NBN into our house. But you have to do it. If you don't do it, I mean, they're going to cut the. They're going to no, cut. That's the, bullshit. Is that not bullshit? That's bullshit? So do you know what? I became that person. <laughs> Ombudsman. <laughs> I went to the fucking ombudsman. Is there a per- certain person who is the ombudsman? Yep. Is it a man? And they're really effective. No, I think there's quite. A, I think there's there's lots of them. Oh, I thought there was just one. No, there's the telecommunications the ombudsman. ombudsman. There's because other ones for different a, things. Um, ombudsman mm. would think that it would be like president. There would be one person. Yes, true. But there's the telecommunications ombudsman and then there's other area ones. Okay, that's great. Isn't that a great story? Yep. But do you know what now? I have a man in the house and he can deal with that shit. Yep, you yeah. haven't got time because you're too busy sleeping in. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to your reader's questions and I am going to go back to our problem with our lady sitting at the table just for 30 seconds. It turns out she wasn't with four. Right. She was at a group dinner. Yes. Um, she did come back from the bar, and all her mates were down the other end, were yep. down the end that she was sitting at. That's a very nice fingernail colour you've oh, got on you. the moment. Oh, thank you. It's dog dick pink. Well, it's no, it's not, because that would be more peachy. Normally you do go that peachy dog dick pink, but that's that's nice. Power move. Anyway, so she, so it's a long table. Yeah. I should get my facts straight before I blurt my mouth out. And so she's sitting down this end with her mates. Yeah. Pretend it's like a netball or a mum's dinner or yeah. whatever. So she's gone out. Someone's come back down to her seat. She's come back and said, I need my seat back. And the woman said, no. That's different. Fucking cunt. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Those of you who are going to be offended, just be offended. Go and roll around in your offence. But that's what that woman is. Done. Move on. So I wouldn't just be tapping her on the shoulder and politely telling her to move up. I would actually grab my handbag and do a storm off. I was like, no, that's passive aggressive shit. Stand up for yourself. It's not passive aggressive, it's simply aggressive. No, it's not because who's losing? Well, she's not getting up from her seat. What are you going to do? She's going to sit there and eat dinner. Okay, well, what would you do? Would you sit down the other end with people? I'd pull up another chair and make it really awkward. And then I would relish that awkwardness for the rest of the night. I'd throw a drink on her and slap her and then storm out. Oh, God, you would not. I know, I so wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Move on. Come on, board now. Okay, sorry, that was Matt. Moving on to the next question. Yes. Um, But a lot of people were interested in that conversation. Yes. Kim's cooking. We need the baked hollandaise eggs recipe, please. She inspired me to get inspired about cooking. I'm not going to get her to talk it through. Can you write it down on the Facebook page? Yes, I can. Step by step. Yes. That's your homework. I might even I might even just talk it. I might do a video of it. No, don't video it. Just write it down. Donna, why is everyone so precious and why do we why can't we all be grateful for our wonderful privileged lives? Exactly. Thank you, Donna. Because what would I have to complain about? (laughs) I wish I was that eternal optimist who got up and like opened the windows and thanked for the grey skies and the beautiful rain and and stuff like that, but I just I'm not wired that way. Oh don't you? Oh I do. Oh, message from uh, Mr. Wu. Do you want to get rashos tonight? What's rashos? Indian. <laughs> I'm going to make a fish curry tonight. Mm. But then I thought I might make chicken and leek pies. But I do agree, Donna, that we can sometimes be a little bit precious. Um, 
I think we truly do not understand for ver- for a lot of us, we don't even see that we're in a position of privilege. And that's and that doesn't mean that things that we experience are not hard mm. and are not difficult and are not stressful. But we are still in a position where you have a, a roof over your head, you have people who love you, and if the and if and if shit really did go to hell, there would be people who would be able to help you out. And I know some people who are in the top one percent who live in the mansion, who have everything, and they are the most miserable people I know. Mm. Um, be, be grateful for. What okay, move got. on. Okay, Come on. sorry. Oh, Jesus. Um, Cindy, I'm away in our Queensland in our camper trailer. I overheard a disturbing domestic situation last night, actually at 3am, and had to hold the husband back to going to rescue the young lady. We reported it to management. Don't hold him back. Well, actually, no, he could have been. They said that they would chat to the couple. As a mother of sons, I'm deeply disturbed by how this young man spoke to his partner, feeling guilty because we didn't intervene, but was afraid because he was very drunk and verbally abusive. Yeah. Um. Now, I wrote an article a couple of years ago um, about Rose Batty and I, I talked about when I was at home with a one-year-old and a newborn um, and we lived next door to a guy who was very high up in the banking industry and so much so that you saw him every night on the news. And he would verbally and physically abuse his wife, girl, partner, oh who they had a young daughter. And I never did anything. And I sat with that for years. And then a few years ago, uh, a reader of mine who I knew just from being a reader of mine and talking to offline, killed herself uh, because she was the victim of domestic violence living in Hong Kong. Her ex had beaten her up so bad. The mum had gone over to help her. He'd moved out, but he'd taken all their passports with them. So she was stuck over there and she couldn't cope. Um... And that I can't really go into that anymore because there's some shit going on there. But I do regret not ringing the police on my neighbour mm. because you can do it anonymously. I've got a, we've got a neighbour uh, who is gets really drunk and is really verbally abusive, and I routinely call the police. Is that where you are now? Yeah. It it doesn't discriminate. It's everywhere. And I think that you know, in a camper trailer, in a camping ground very different scenario in terms of physical proximity and you don't know what that man's going to do like the, I think you were right that your husband didn't confront him because who knows yeah. what he could like have actually had a done I know well SVU like expert over here like could have had a blade um I it, I wouldn't put it past myself that the next day or if you're still there to just somehow seek out the woman and just say, are you okay? You don't need to offer a solution. You don't need to fix it. You don't need to do anything. You just need to let her know that she is seen and that what is happening to and her. And that you know. And that you know. And I think that there's a lot of power in that. Okay. Ursula, our work has one of those catalogue sales clubs that one of the school parents drops into our staff room. The order sheet is in full view, a colleague and I both want to order a useful-looking tool that lights up your face and grabs stray hairs from your face. Do we put our real names on the order? Yes, of course you do, Ursula. Own it. Own that hairy chin. And I would, I would actually just relish in that. Yeah, yeah. And then you 
said you should say something like, "Well, you should see what's going on down on that Patazzi." <laughs> Mine's a bit of a Fu Manchu at the moment because I haven't had it lasered for a while, Shut up. and so now Shut up. just just a Shut little, up. what it, what Shut is up. left is now just very you know that was actually probably really racist, wasn't it? Beverly, mm. this was an interesting one. So, me and the old man have had issues, mostly sorted. But does anyone find their male partner is a bit? Oh, when I mean a bit, I mean a big bit, all about them or selfish in old language. And I did ask her to tell me how old he was because that plays a big part yeah, in it. Yeah. And he's 58. She loves him and does he does things domestically that have gotten fair in the past few years, but fuck me, these are the most selfish cricket times. Oh, Thinking about the high level of oblivion, mm. you know, in Mr. Wargate most of my pie <laughs> um it's such an interesting one beverly now i'm going to jump in first if you don't mind because i know about you and selfish men yes um men are strange creatures they go through certain stages and i have been silently documenting the evolution of mr woog who has gone from a nerdy uh, running a bookstore person to all of a sudden wanting to travel the world to all of a sudden wanting to move into a a, a an industry which I had no idea that he was even interested and leaving the industry and starting his own business. And now he apparently wants to be a pro stand-up paddleboarder slash bike rider slash, I don't know, something like this. And it's been really interesting. But I found him between the ages of 40 and 43 just about ready. I was just about ready to strangle him. Right. He went through a classic midlife crisis. And I think part of that is explaining, displaying a huge amount of selfishness. Right. So what I think you might be going through is a delayed later middle life crisis. Because, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, this is where we're going to come to blows and I might pull out my blade. <laughs> what do you think, Kim? So one morning this week, Rob made like the school lunches. He has this issue about in the mornings about how I am just this machine. Like I just do all these things. And he literally gets up, has a shower, gets ready for work. And then he said, it's just not good enough. Like, like, but you do all this stuff. He's the exception, not the rule. He's coming to this clean skin, you know, like he doesn't have, right? But we were talking about it last night because he said, because I mentioned it to my sister-in-law. I said he made lunches this week. And she said to me, Oh my God, like her husband has never made a school lunch. And Rob said to me, you realize now that for me, I have to step up and I have to do this often to make people's reaction to me doing it once worthwhile, like, you know, valid. And I said, look, I said, fine, whatever. And I said, the thing that I, the thing that blows me away is that in in pretty much the every household, like a very small minority, would, would this would not happen. But both partners work. And in the morning, one of those partners gets up, and generally a bit earlier than the others, but sometimes not. And in that time space, they get themselves showered and ready for work that involves about 100 more steps than it does for a man. Like now that you've got to add the brow pomade. Oh, the pomade. <laughs> Fuck. 
And then they put on a load of washing. They make school lunches. They probably work out what's for dinner that night. They Pull check something in. out of the freezer. They make sure that all the kids have actually eaten breakfast before they get ready. They've got all the kids' school clothes ready. And, and on it goes. And meanwhile, the other partner, who tends to be male, wakes up, scratches his balls, might have a bit of a wank in the shower, has a shower, Jesus gets me. ready, and, that's, and he's done. See ya. And I want to know at what point in that man's head did that become okay? And that I think by the time they're in their 40s and their 50s, when they're actually finally getting that emotional maturity, they can see how unacceptable and how wrong that behavior and that relationship break is. But it is so entrenched and it has been made so okay because she is at a point where she goes, it's just fucking easier for me to do it myself. I've got a friend who lives that by that rule. And that they just have explained it away so much that now that there's not going to be ructions. And ructions? Yeah, like ructions. Like you're not going to make a fuss. You're not going to upset I've heard of the, that before. Yeah, ructions. Not like erections? No, eruption. R-U-C-T-I-O-N. Eruption. It's like a, it's a fuss. It's like a... I'm a rock. I've written books for God's sake. <laughs> and I've never heard that word. And so I have, so do you know what? Like, who wrote it? Who said it? Uh, Beverly. You're in an opportunity now where he can, that behavior and that selfishness that is just not okay will just be cemented in. Just like... When we had young kids and we were still at home and so all of that stuff deferred to us, we made the lunches, we got the school uniforms ready, we did the washing, we did the, we got the dinner on, we got the washing out, we bought the washing in. When that all happened, you're now at the next stage where you can let this next realm of selfishness settle in or you can actually call it and go, I'm done and this is not okay. And we're going to have a discussion now about how we're going to alter this. Okay, and I'm and I love you, and we're going to do it as a part. We're going to do it together. And I am always uh, of the communication is the most important part yeah. of any relationship. Yeah, I am not happy with the current situation. Yeah, open with that. Yeah, it's very powerful. It's very simple. It's not attacking. Yeah, because you're saying it's about me. Yeah, I am not happy with this current yeah. situation. Write that down, Beverly, and good luck. Okay, we're going to fly through the rest. Christy taking risks. In your mid-40s, I have an opportunity for an amazing job next year. However, it involves moving 600 kilometres and uprooting hubby, who said he will move for me. Yeah. Bless. But he is a small town boy. And we would have to... Do move... it. Okay, let me finish. We would have no. to move to similar, a similar type city. Also, I wouldn't have to board my baby, older child already boarding and loving it. But I know my baby, who is 10, is not cut out for the boarding life. Do it. It's so safe where I am. Do it. Do it. There's no question. You sound so excited about... And and if it was your husband, would you just be doing it? Of course you'd be fucking doing it. Do it. Move on. Kirstie, Next one. Kirsty, I think Next. you're going to do that. Oh, okay. Angela. Everyone should watch the second season of The Letdown on ABC. Simply brilliant. Yes, okay. correct. Uh, I've watched the first episode and I... Yeah. Kirley, please don't bring up a subject then whinge board now. Oh, sorry, Kirley. Board now. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. We're confident at the moment. 
Um, we do get bored really quickly. Uh, furious about this for days. This is from Rachel. I'm sad and disappointed too, but I love Rachel. Angry. I have very short hair and booked in for a haircut, which consists of an inch off all over. Nothing fancy or difficult, just in and out, easy. My husband also needed one, almost the same haircut as mine, but with a parting. Anyway, sorry, it's a long one. We both booked into the same salon, same day, same hairdresser, and appointment straight after each other. I was happy with the cut. She did a good job. I left, did the shopping, met hubby back home. That's when I found out I got charged $10 more than <gasps> What the actual fuck? Is it because I'm a woman? Vagina tax? I'm so angry and upset. And it, it because it, it epitomizes where we're at with what we yeah. have to deal with on a daily basis. Yes, I'll go back because I like the cut, but I will definitely be having words with the most... Definitely be playing the price of privilege at male haircut. Now, I just... Thank I you, Rachel. I am so fucking angry, Rachel. I am so angry. You pay us 10% more than males. Yeah. And we will pay that 10% more. Yes. We get paid heaps less than males, yeah. generally speaking, and that's outrageous. Yeah. I used to get my hair cut at the barbers, this particular haircut of man yeah. who I really like, Dylan. Um, and it was $25. Didn't have to make an appointment, you know, just yeah. walk past. No one's in there, get my hair cut. Yeah. And he charged me the same as he charged the, the next man yeah. after me. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even think twice. Rage, 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 Rachel, rage. We are all rageful. Oh, Helen. Finding out your daughters have had sex <gasps> and a part of your heart is broken Aww. in pieces that they aren't your babies anymore. God, it's heartbreaking. 17-year-old twins. Hey, I'm not naive, but was, but so wasn't wanting it to happen until <laughs> they were at least 30. <laughs> Few deep breaths there. Anyone else feel like their control of their kids has been ripped out from under their feet? Yes. Oh, boy. Helen. So and I wrote back to her because mm. I thought this was a good one. Stop yeah. patting the table because it affects the it, – it sounds bad on the thing. And Susan will tell us. Yeah. Um, you're a good mum because you care. Uh, so um, it's really interesting because I have this thing, you know, there's probably – there's only probably – well, not probably. There's only one of my kids who's having sex and I certainly know he's not having as much of it as he would be like to be having. And – uh, my thing with him has always been uh, this is not about uh, well it's not about one safe safe sex all the way B consent if there is a, if at any point in the process she starts to have doubt or he starts to have doubts or doesn't want to keep going you stop end of story there's a really great little uh, clip on YouTube about consent and um, tea. Yes, yes. So if you Google consent tea YouTube, there's a very tea thing. as in the letter T. Yeah, no, a cup oh. of tea. Oh, cup of tea. Yeah, consent tea. Yeah, so like okay. it's like if if you know you you offer a girl a cup of tea and she says yes, and then when you bring it to her a few minutes later and she says no, then don't make her force drink, her the, to tea. drink the tea. Right. Uh, and then the third thing, and this is what's really important with this generation who have so much access to porn <sighs> and have so many, which in turn then completely colours their judgment and opinion and approach and thoughts about actual sex is, is you know, are you actually, are you actually being good? Are you being a good lover? Like, are you worrying about that partner as much as you're worrying about getting your own orgasm? Now, that is a difficult conversation to be having with your kids. But I think particularly if you have a daughter, it has to be about... Respect. 
Well, yes, but it has to also be about, are you using your words? Are you having fun? Or is it just about him? Are you, is it enjoyable for you? And I think if you're not, if those conversations aren't taking place with us and with young women, then we're doing a disservice to our fellow women. Kind. How old were you when you first had sex? 18. Had it three times the first night, got raging thrush, but came just from penis on the second time because I, my vagina is magic. I was 17. I was at the end of year 11. Yes. With my boyfriend who, um, I had put down some rules early on cause he was quite keen to do it. I said, no. Nope. And we're still good mates. We still talk. We'll oh, really? Talk. Yeah. And I said, we, there's a couple of things. We have to be going together for six months. Oh, oh my God. And he was like, yeah, right here. And I oh. said, and oh. we have to talk about it a lot before we do it. And when we do it, it has to be somewhere lovely and no being pissed at a party. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Honestly, the poor My guy. God, his balls he must have exploded. Lovely. And we were together for two years. Oh, so he was wow. a really great first sort of situation. And I had okay, all my girlfriends lovely. like losing it in year nine at parties under a bush and stuff like that. And I just saw that sort of happening. And I think that could actually be quite. And I was a naughty girl, don't get me wrong. Yeah, you doing, were. Yeah. yeah. But that was the one thing that I was really, really wow. adamant about. Because And why do you think that was? Did you get it come from your mum or? No, no, it was just something that um, I I had seen my friends, you know. Do that. Doing these dreadful, like not dreadful, it's their choice, they can do what they want, but they were really regretful of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of them went on to have some big problems. Right. Um, You know, you put yourself in a risky situation back then and and all sorts of dreadful things can happen. This is before phones and videos and everything else, so you can imagine. Um, So with my sons... Um, you know, I know if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. I can't stop them from doing it. So I've just like, there's prophylactics on offer. Yeah. Um, and I've got two things. Don't ever lie to me about anything. Yeah. Um, and like, just make sure that you have a, a nice relationship with that person, an honest and open relationship with the person. And now that they're both single, I'm okay. Yeah, but I just sort of think, you know, I I, I think there has to be, there has to be a, a deeper conversation than that because because of what they're seeing online and it's it's such a misrepresentation oh, of sex. I know, and that's when I watch make the boys watch a bit of The Bachelor with me, um, and I've actually written about it as well. And I just pause it and I said. Okay, you know that those boobs aren't real and you know that she's got a spray tan and then you know she's got lip fillers and, and that, you know, you know. And that then you pause not... it on the guy and go, and you know that Oh, absolutely. Is... And you know that he probably goes to the gym 50 times a day and that's not what you need to look like. Mm. But the porn thing is a big concern. It is. And the thing is, is that, you know, Good sex is different for all of us. Mm. What is good for you is different to what is good for me and and on it goes. And it's like if if uh, we're not Three raising our kids. Three times the first time? Yeah, the first night. Yeah. Jesus. I know. Well, see, the first time we did it. Rob I was... and I always talk about needing another one so he can tap out. <laughs> 
first time, <laughs> the first time we did it was all very lovely and romantic and beautiful and it was under the starry skies and the music was playing and it was all, oh, you know. Oh, God. All really? the things that I, yeah, I was very, very specific about how it was going. <laughs> and then as soon as it finished, I was like, fuck, I'm pregnant. Yeah, that's what I did. I'm fucking pregnant. I got how a- am I going to go home and tell my parents that I am going to be with child? Yeah, that's what I did. The next morning I got up and I was sitting down in his in his like living room, just absolutely losing it. And he was like, what's wrong? I'm how pregnant. long have you known him for? I'm pregnant. Uh, so I met him on the night ride bus. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. He took a night ride. And he was nine years older than me. The night ride berry bus. He was, it was, he was nine years older than me. He was incredibly, impeccably dressed. He had a very good dress sense. He did have a terrible underbite, and I did remember he have, that. Did he have a thing for a North Shore private school girl uh, with a bob? No, I don't know how it even started. But anyway, we <laughs> did things like we went for a picnic in the botanical gardens, and then he rang me one night, and I was on the toilet. I had like, I had like my, you know, the period diarrhea, and Mum like he rang, and Mum was like, she's on the toot, and I was horrified. And when we had our picnic in the botanical gardens, I made macadamia crusted cutlets. <laughs> And a lemon pound cake. <laughs> and I was... How old are you? 18. You're such a loser. <laughs> I was like... I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Macadamia crusted lamb cutlet. <laughs> And that after the night ride bus night, because I was at the time working at the Pancakes on the Rocks, but at their George Street store. So like, when so... you learned to crust cutlets? <laughs> so, no, I was a diehard, you know. I know, I know, I know. And so, you know, everyone, travel well. everyone used to <laughs> everyone used to buy Dolly and Cosmo and I would buy gourmet traveller. So I made macadamia crusted cutlets and a lemon pound cake, did which he, I was very disappointed in. Did he like it? Yeah, I think he was like, who the fuck is this? Like, she's 18. Like, what the fuck? He was like 27. And it was just like, is that right or was he 29? Anyway, and um, dressed beautifully, but that's terrible underbite. And I remember when I then actually met him in the light of day, just sort of going, fuck, yeah, not very good looking. And just going, yeah, but, you know, like, he's sophisticated and he's older and, you know. Anyway, I went to one out with an accountant when he just because he had a red BMW. And <laughs> <laughs> I was about twenty. Oh my god! And it was so dreadful to me. <laughs> oh my god! This is not providing good examples for Helen. And so, um, and so then I, uh, yeah. So anyway, then we went out for drinks one night at Jackson's on George, and my friend Emma oh, Trouse came with us. Lassie. And we got really drunk. And I said to Emma, I'm going to sleep with him tonight. She's like, oh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And yeah, then we did a threat. Oh, fuck, it was Where awesome. Was it? Where were you? We were at Jackson's on George and then we went back to his place. Oh, okay. And then, then um, he lived by himself because he was a grown up. No, he he's in a share house. Yeah, but not with his mother. No. And uh, yeah, so the next morning I was just like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. And of course, we hadn't used condoms because <gasps> I had told myself, really? listen. Oh my, I think we used about six at the same time. <laughs> I still got pregnant. Oh, you still were like pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get pregnant, people. <laughs> and 
Yeah, because I was a good Christian girl and in my head I was only going to get married. Yeah, I wasn't having sex till I was married. Ridiculous. I'm a hornbag. Like, what the fuck? So I, um, so in my head I'd gone, no, well, he's the one. He's the one. I'm going to marry him. Oh, so I'll have sex with him. Lord. I'll have sex with him. So had sex with him, convinced I was either going to be pregnant or die of AIDS. Instead, <laughs> I just got raging thrush. And like, I had thrush by the time I got home. Like, <laughs> It was just, and I had to put jeans on after I'd, you know, been at his place. And but yeah, by the time I got home, it was I had thrush. Um, and uh, did anyway, you tell your mum? Yeah, she picked me up from the station, and you said, "Mum." She goes, "Where have you Do been? I look different?" Where have you been? I went, "I had sex." <laughs> I told her straight away. She almost crashed the car. She goes, "Did you use a condom?" And I went, "No." And she's just like, "Oh my god, I got AIDS!" <laughs> and um. And, uh, yeah, and then I had to go to the GP and then the GP told mum that I had, I had thrush. Like what sort of medical professional bound of confidence and privacy is that? And then I, um, and this then, is the gift that keeps on giving. And then I just, and this is just how, this is when, so Rob and I were talking about this last night that I actually, in some aspects, I have a really male brain. Like I'm very, I can be quite cold and quite calculating and quite pragmatic hashtag do and um and i really i just never i just didn't want to see him again i just kind of in my head went no you've you've performed your role how terrible is that that's very handmaid's tale oh god it is isn't it anyway so then i um also he was unattractive he's really unattractive and you got thrush from him I suppose that's not his fault. But seriously, I came just from just from Dick on the first night, the first time. Okay, that's three times I've had to t- tell you to shut up. <laughs> and with I that, have been shoving things up there, so probably. And with that, that we are anyway. over time. Thank you for joining us, at the Hot Flush. Sorry again about our. Will you get an extra half hour this week? Oh my god, it's we, a bumper edition. We missed last week, but I'm on the mend. Kim doesn't have thrush. Have a wonderful week, and as we like to say, just keep plucking.